It's 2022, and still, children in Canada are going to bed hungry, specifically Inuit children, who are disproportionately affected by this. On today's episode of Contemporary Canadian Concerns, we'll be going over the food crisis facing Inuit people in northern Canada. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Contemporary Canadian Concerns, a podcast brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, producer Mark Phillips, editor Phil Collins, and myself, the host, Chris Papakiller. This week's episode will be going over the largest problem facing the Inuit people in Canada today, food. Now, I'm sure many of you haven't heard of this issue due to the lack of reporting done by the media and government, but Inuit Canadians today are facing a huge crisis as they're paying around two times the amount for the same groceries as other Canadians. Just for example, things like Sunny D can cost up to $29 a bottle, a 24-pack of water bottles costing up to $29.95, and a two-pound bag of grapes costing $28.19. When we get back, we'll discuss further into why this is an issue. Stay tuned. So, you may be asking yourself, why exactly is paying two times the amount for the same amount of groceries a big deal? There are multiple reasons for this. The first being that the average person in these northern regions pays around $23,904 a year per family on groceries. This is worsened when you consider the fact that 40% of Inuit adults make less than $20,000 a year, with average rents being between $3,000 and $7,000 a month. Families often have to choose between food or shelter, with the latter being selected. This is evident when we look at the fact that 60% of Nunavut children live in quote-unquote food-insecure households, proven by a study done in 2013 and 2014. Food insecure just means that you're concerned about running out of food or you go days without it. This fact is sickening for any place in the world, but specifically in a first world country like Canada, you would hope they would have problems like this figured out. Overall, about 86% of people living in Inuit are Inuit, meaning for the most part this issue is facing their populations. In past times, the Inuit people relied on hunting and trapping for their food. However, in recent times, it has become harder due to government regulations and climate change, which affects the hunting groups and animals in these areas. When you take into account that these people have done the least towards inciting climate change, The fact that they are experiencing the most effect is sad and embarrassing on the rest of Canada. The reason food is so expensive in these areas is due to its position in Canada. Northern Canada is extremely difficult to get to, and most of the food to this area has to be flown or driven there. This makes shipping extremely expensive, which raises the price of food. It is also difficult to grow anything there due to the climate and poor agricultural conditions. Many have suggested moving away as an option. However, when you take into account that this has been these people's homes and culture for hundreds of years, it makes sense as to why they don't want to move. This is also the land that the government gave them. It's their reserve land. They were forced onto these small communities and cities that they live in today, and they were forced the Canadian way of life. When problems arose from this, the government was nowhere to be found to solve them. Now. This issue has been around for a while, and most think it's getting worse, not better. 
a study done by the University of Toronto between 2005 and 2014, found food insecurity in the North has increased by 46.8%. Since 2014, there have been some changes, but nothing major to change that number from a positive to a negative. Next, we will talk about these changes and what's being done on an overall basis. But first, we have a word from our sponsor. Have you ever came home and didn't have anything to make for dinner? With HelloFresh, that isn't an issue. HelloFresh will send you weekly dinner kits so you can create restaurant-quality meals in just 30 minutes. HelloFresh eliminates planning, preparation, and my least favorite part, shopping. When you support HelloFresh, you not only support this podcast, but you support the feeding of millions, as over the past few years, HelloFresh has donated millions of meals to those who are less fortunate. Go to HelloFresh.ca or download the HelloFresh app on your phone and begin making your dinner life a whole lot easier. Use code CCC to get 20% off your first purchase. Thank you, HelloFresh. back from that short ad break to continue where we left off about what's being done on an overall basis to start with the government to be honest not much is being done over the past few years they came up with a few different programs to try and combat this issue the main one being the nnc which is short form for nutrition north canada the nnc gives government subsidies to grocery stores in these northern communities to lower the price of food specifically for meat milk and vegetables in recent years, they have expanded the other household items like paper towels. A study done by the University of Toronto in 2017 suggests that this program has not reached its goals. However, since then, the government has increased the NNC's funding to $100 million. An example of how much the NNC can save these families can be found in a video by the CBC News Network YouTube channel called Price Check. Why are grocery prices in Canada's north so high? In this video, we see a Nunavut family order the same thing as a family in Winnipeg. However, they pay twice as much for the same amount of groceries. Overall, the NNC subsidies save the Nunavut family around $19 on a $250 bill. The overall opinion on the program is mostly negative, especially coming from the Inuit people who hate it. This program has been the main attempt by the Canadian government to fix this problem, and as you can see, it lacks funding, support, and effort on their part. Specifically in government, the main person who is involved with this issue is Yvonne Jones, who is put in charge of solving food insecurity all across Canada by Justin Trudeau directly. Overall, she has not done much. However, in her opinion, which I actually happen to agree with, to solve this issue, there needs to be more than just the NNC. There needs to be multiple programs all working together to help solve this issue. We also need more government funding and more effort from the government. To get away from the government side of things, Organizations such as ITK and True North Aid are not only trying to solve the food crisis in Inuit communities, but they're trying to solve problems facing Inuit people in general, including the food crisis. The ITK has various board members, such as Natan Obed, who is Canada's national Inuit leader. To go along with Monica L. Canuck, they are both prominent members in the Inuit population. There are also various social media influencers, such as Novashina, an Inuit throat singer who brings light to various issues facing the Inuit people, including the food crisis. However, charities and raising awareness can only go so far. If the government and people don't take action, nothing will change. 
This takes us to our next segment. What more needs to be done? For our final segment of today's podcast, what more needs to be done? Many have suggested that a state of emergency should be called. Myself, I agree with this statement. As Ravona Jones said, there needs to be more programs for this issue. One will not cut it, especially one that's not even good in the first place. The government needs to take more responsibility and action towards this issue. It's disgusting, disgusting how no major announcements have been made about it in the past few years and how it has been forgotten in so many ways. We need new, creative ideas that will solve this problem. Throwing money at the issue will not fix it unless it's a substantial amount. On a community level, we need to donate to foundations like ITK and True North Aid. And we also need to raise awareness as a community and as individuals. This can be done through small talk about the issue with family and friends or through social media posts. Similar to past movements done on social media such as Orange Shirt Day or Black Lives Matter. We have seen that if everyone as people come together and fight for something, change happens. We need to take better care of the earth as well. Seeing as the Inuit people are struggling to hunt and trap due to climate change they did not cause. As a whole, no kids in Canada should be going to bed hungry at all. The fact that this is happening to a specific group of people, a group of people who have their own culture and identity, is disgraceful and disgusting. This podcast is a call to action to the people in Canada, and especially the government of Canada, to step up and do something about the issue. Take notice of it and stop pushing it to the side. The Inuit people of Canada potentially face the most amount of systemic racism out of any Canadians today. They have problems with food, water, mental and physical health, education, housing, and more. If you could take one thing away from this podcast today, it would be raise awareness and support their communities, and their people. I would just like to thank the Ringer Podcast Network, our producer Mark Phillips, editor Phil Collins, sponsor HelloFresh, and you, the listener, for making this podcast possible. Follow us on all social medias at Contemporary Canadian Concerns, and let us know what you thought about this episode and what you want us to do next. Come back next week for our season finale, Climate Change. Goodbye for now, and stay concerned. Thank you.